0: Your support helps us bring fresh voices, new voices and credible voices. Support Mind podcast by clicking on support the mind podcast link on mind.net. You can also write to us at info@mind.net at about any other way you would like to support mind makers. Hello and welcome to Mind Podcast 74.0, your weekly source for news views and analysis and analysis of news. This is Adit Kapadia coming to you on yet another newsy week. And together with me is Pramod Kumar Boravalli. Pramod, how are you doing?
1: I'm good, Arith. How are you?
0: Pretty good, pretty good. Um, sadly, for all our listeners who haven't listened to the previous podcast, uh, the, the, the section before is as much of Sunanda you're going to hear in this podcast because she is taking a vacation uh, at an undisclosed location. Uh, or unless you happen to go to Tajikistan or Kazakhstan, you probably uh, will not find her.
1: She will be reporting somewhere from the east of the United States. East of the United
0: States. <laughs> No, i'm kidding. she's she's uh you she, you'll probably find her on a twitter timeline where she's at but uh, but uh, we, so we're going to do the podcast she's going to be missing in action for a couple of weeks but uh, we we're, we're still the show must go on and the show is going on so, a uh, pretty interesting week, Pramod. Um, uh, the Brexit finally happened, yeah. as we discussed last um, week. But, and last week when we were recording the podcast, that day the Brexit had happened. But <laughs> what, had ha- what has happened after that was completely crazy.
1: And they, I don't think, realized the depth and the gravity of the situation. Only after the vote pa- uh, was counted and then the impact realized that the majority probably not even realize how ostracized uh, the um, United Kingdom would become, you know, some from Europe were really paying for uh, its blood even before it was fully, you know, Hmm. going to take, uh, uh, come out of uh, EU. Um, The political impact has also been uh, on the United States, Trump has been drumming (laughs) Uh, his uh, <laughs> voice all around. He was in uh, Scotland. <laughs> uh, you know, claiming that his golf course will really do well now. Uh, it's just uh, you know his way of uh, sporting uh, comments.
0: I'll tell you something, and then uh, actually we'll we'll go to uh, Britain in a bit. I want to talk about something, but before that, and and this is this is extremely. Somber. I mean, as we are recording this, we just got reports um, of um, the Dhaka host, hostage standoff. I mean, this happened a few hours ago. Um, at least two people are uh, dead in this attack, and the ISIS has claimed responsibility for it. Uh, they're saying about 40 people are wounded. And just to give you a background, uh, the gunmen, there are six to eight gunmen, according to CNN reports, are um, hold, who are holding uh, the hostages at Holly, uh, Artisan Bakery a cafe very popular with expats and the cafe owner Sumon Reza told he that he escaped he had a daring escape from all this and 6 to eight, as 6 to 8 gunmen entered and 20 of them uh, 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 who were foreigners were in the restaurant at that time a police officer of uh, in charge of a nearby station was shot dead and a second officer died from gunshot wounds um, they're trying to, um, uh, you know, ascertain more information as it comes in, but, the, uh, but this, is, this is shocking. And I mean, uh, I think two podcasts ago, or last podcast, I don't remember, two podcasts ago, we were talking about Sheikh Asina and how she's cracked down on Islamic extremists in, in Bangladesh. Uh, and then this comes on the heels of uh, hacking of a Hindu priest in Bangladesh just yesterday.
1: And the, a spate of incidents that have been happening for the past uh, three to four months, yeah. especially after uh, Sheikh Hazina's uh, crackdown on the, uh, uh, the uh, participants of uh, uh, you know, crimes of, uh, against humanity mm-hmm. in the 1971 war, she has been putting a lot of them into jail, some of them are convicted. Uh, uh, one of their primary primary accused, who was actually a leader in the opposition, was hanged, and uh, the it has reached a crescendo today with this event in Dhaka, mm. uh, where the militants or the terrorists have attacked uh, a very popular cafe near the near the consulates area. Uh, this is the holy month of Ramadan, so you can imagine that there. Uh, would be very a few locals at that cafe area hmm. uh, but again we have to see uh, this is a developing story we don't know if there are any specific local elements that have contributed to the attack or was it imported from the outside we don't and, know and
0: this this again <laughs> I, I am using the phrase again comes on the heel of, heels of because it's scary in the last two years how many atheist, bloggers, uh, writers and so forth have been killed or hacked to death in Bangladesh. Tra- horrible and tragic stories and this has happened in the same week when we had the attack in Istanbul as well.
1: And Bangladesh is one uh, country which is 88 or 89 percent Muslim but there is 11 percent uh, non-Muslim uh, minority also which has contributed immensely historically to Bangladesh's right. development and uh, Sheikh Hasina realizes that you have to give her full credit because she has gone after these militants. She has arrested no less than five to 7,000 people over the past uh, month at least. Yeah. And uh, out of which 250 uh, Ansarul bangla Islamic uh, militants have been uh, arrested and possibly will be tried for their uh, uh, activities. But at the same time, uh, the world, uh, the international community and especially India has to stand by Sheikh Hasina in this war. She is fighting all by herself. The opposition is not supporting her. She tried to amend the Constitution to make it uh, secular secular back again, which was uh, basically thwarted. So this is, again, an ongoing struggle and a larger part of the struggle that Islam is facing within, unfortunately, they have to solve it themselves. Absolutely. And
0: there is, I mean, not to forget, Bangladesh is the third largest Muslim country in the world, uh, if I'm not mistaken, or fourth largest,
1: well, if you count India in the, no,
0: that's why I said the third largest Muslim country, but if you count by number of Muslims, it's the fourth, of course, India India has the second most, yeah, Indonesia, Pakistan and third would be Bangladesh. So, uh, and which has about one crore Hindus, I think. Uh, uh, more one, than that. More, as one as to two you, crores i mean yeah, I, I don't know yeah, the exact numbers yeah, but about yeah. as you said between 7 and 10% if,
1: if you mean hindus in hiding then it would be more
0: <laughs> yeah i mean any but, any it could be anything but, but, yeah. but th- that that said um, so th- the the struggle i mean it's not an uh, it's not a, a global struggle that is taking it's almost like a local struggle with local embedded elements where elements of the isis are kind of conflating that and well, it I, is, just scary.
1: ISIS provides the international motivation and the kind of a legacy that a local militant group, maybe not more than fifty hundred people, want to seek larger recognition in the wider Islamic world. But uh, there has always been connection now. There has been connection to uh, the militancy in Bangladesh to Uh, ISI uh, Mm. Pakistan uh, Mm. has always Mm. supported that. Mm. There have been, uh, of of course, a lot of funding coming in from the Middle East. Some of the countries have uh, looked to Bangladesh. In fact, when the opposition leader was hanged just about a month and a half ago, Turkey ostracized Bangladesh and basically tried to impose... Actually, they call ambassador. That's how bad it was.
0: And we'll get into Turkey. The Turkey's is lurch towards Islamism. Has gone. I mean, just when Bangladesh is yeah. leaving that extreme, or at least the leadership is trying to leave, leave that. Uh, Turkey has voted a guy who's hell bent into going that right yeah. way, but or right wing way. I meant not right. the right way. Right. <laughs> but what I meant, what I also wanted to tell you, and th- this is an interesting point where you're talking about the global jihad network. That's what the uh, term that was coined for Sunanda's piece well, published by Mindmakers on makers uh, after the Paris attacks. But what you said that there are offshoots like 5 people, 10 people, 50, 100 people groups. And ISIS provides that global... Uh, it,
1: it, it doesn't provide logistics per se. It just provides you... Collection, the, the connectivity. La- kind of a medal of honor, if you will. <laughs> You know, it's, it's yeah, like, no. Yeah, I know it's
0: a wrong simile, yeah, but yeah. But, uh, but I, I don't know what you mean. That uh, uh, an attack in a far-off place elsewhere and an attack in Bangladesh would have no connection. But now they have the ISIS connection that both of them were carried out by ISIS. Right. Because or
1: how is Islamic State of uh, Iraq and Syria connected to Bangladesh? Exactly. There is you know, no connection. These guys are just desperate to make a statement and just. You
0: know. So th- and that's what I tell to a lot of, <laughs> tell a lot of people like when we are talking that you know ISIS, that ISIS actually stands for it was originally ISIL, that Islamic State of Iraq and the, and, Levin, in the Levant, Levant. Uh, in Levant. the Levant, and now it's Islamic State of Iraq and Syria, and they they have transformed and this is like it's happened before our eyes, two or three years. And this is this
1: is where I come back to the civilizational conflict, Adil. This is where the Islamic uh, The dream of an Islamic caliphate, pan-Islamic caliphate across uh, Mm -hmm. North Africa, uh, Middle East, some parts of Southern Spain, Mm -hmm. and uh, going into the Southeast Asian region is is just a pipe dream. These guys keep trying, trying, trying. For 15, 1,600 years, they have tried, 1,400 years at least. And uh, they have not succeeded. And uh, and actually, Islam is receding big time across the world. If they don't reform, if they don't become secularized, if they don't... large towards science and technology, mm. this, is, this is just becoming impossible
0: for them to y- y- Very interesting. At the same time when, you know, we are having this India May, there is a big debate on the triple talaq thing that's yeah. going on because you said about reforms in Islam, but I'll come to that. We'll come yeah. to that. Yeah. And the uniform civil court debate, which has mm-hmm. reignited as well in India. But, uh, but just to quickly summarize the Istanbul attacks and harita uh, Rama Haritha had a phenomenal piece on uh, the Istanbul attacks. and. Is it a fa- failure of Turkey's policies? See, now the question is, and I'm, I'm going to let you come in, is people, I mean, you can dissect who is behind the attack and so forth in, in Turkey, but more than that, and that's what we said about Bangladesh as well, that sure, ISIS is behind the attacks or something, but is there like a breeding ground of something that's happening? No,
1: it, it's... it's uh, Not in Bangladesh, <clears throat> I'm talking about Turkey. Turkey. Turkey, I would say, has been... Uh, A big supporter of uh, the uh, anti Assad forces and they basically tried to uh, fish in troubled waters. Um, Before this, I remember about even 10 10 years ago, Turkey was not really involved in uh, propping up Hezbollah, propping up uh, Fatah, or all these other factions, even in Palestine. There was some subtle help going on, but Turkey and Syria uh, basically, you know, really did not have that kind of global ambition. They mm. were just quiet, mm. trying to rebuild themselves. Turkey was lurging actually towards becoming a very modern Islamic uh, state. You know, they mm-hmm. had invested in industry, they became a part of NATO. In fact, NATO's um, one of the main bases, holds about 60 nuclear bombs of NATO in Turkey. There is a base. I did not know base. that. So, this was how so modernization well. and uh, westernization was affecting and I guess that had an internal churning and Turkey took took a turn uh, back towards Islamism, which is bad, bad for Turkey.
0: So that's another thing. And Haritha also alluded to this, not that these are connected with any way, that there were some uh, extremist elements in the PKK as well, right? No, the Kurds,
1: you you, you know, this is a consequence of the larger conflict that President George Bush uh, Jr. initiated in Iraq, which basically led to the creation of uh, ISIS. But then there is a side effect which created uh, a pan-Kurdist uh, independence movement. The, you know, for the listeners, Kurds are spread in seven or eight countries, chief among which is Turkey, uh, Iraq, there are also elements in Syria, there are elements spread all across, even in Iran. So now want a, uh, Kurds now want an independent country carved out of all of these countries. So nobody is happy uh, carving out a piece for Kurdistan. And uh, the United States has been the biggest backer of Kurdistan. Russia has been ambivalent about it, and Israel also supports uh, Kurdistan and other uh, many many other countries support Kurdistan. Mm-hmm. But uh, Turkey is absolutely pissed at this uh, possibility, and they are doing whatever they can in their powers to uh, weaken that movement. Uh, and in but, the conflict, but, oh. but they were banking. They were banking on see, the, what ha- what uh, initiated Turkey into NATO was their belief and the fear of Russia that Turkey would be their the gateway f- of NATO into the Islamic world, and mm-hmm. you know Turkey would bring in all these allies into the, a potential future conflict against Russia. That is not happening. Russia mm-hmm. is growing stronger by the day. You see the involvement of Russia in Syria. They bombed the hell out of ISIS in Syria to the extent possible that Assad is safe for the next uh, few years. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, uh, this conflict is n- not going to end uh, quickly, this has become a mess, Middle East as we know it, uh, un- until and unless some uh, global entity, whether it is the United Nations or NATO or somebody, uh, that should include United States and Russia by the way, if they are at loggerheads, no peaceful and amicable solution is going to happen, Absolutely. Uh, if that comes through as U.S. and Russia have done it in the past there might be redrawing of the middle east which is precisely what they did in, in europe after the second world war
0: that is a very a scary prospect what uh, pramod has brought up and it leads it points to a larger conflict and i mean god knows what might what we are looking at in turkey especially you know it's almost like they've played with fire too often
1: well they 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 basically had no choice i think they uh, were' trying to modernize, but uh, a, a huge element of it was what is really modernism going to do? Is it going to fuel our ambitions for a larger Turkey? Are we going to bring ban- bring back the Ottoman not, glory? Oh uh, it, this is a cascading effect. De- development was supposed to make a, make them more modernized make them more broad-minded and bring that modernism into the Islamic world. Mm. Actually, Turkey had the potential, Adit, to become the leader of
0: the Th- Islamic world yeah, but, back again. But rather, but then you cannot be a Islamist country and do that. Yes. They, you it's have excluded. to be a largely secular state to start, uh, bleed, because how are you different from countries profi- uh, having a radical Islamist ideology?
1: And they, the thing that they were always up against is a Shia, Iran, and a Saudi, um, and a Sunni, Saudi Arabia, Mm. which never wanted a Turkish, because they are again of different racial stock, mind Mm. you. you They are not, neither Shia nor Sunni, they are Sunni per se, Uh. but they are not Arabs. So, they were never going to be given the leadership of the uh, Muslim world, which is going to be the exclusive freedom Mm. of the Arabs.
0: But coming back to a more, so this is is a very scary prospect, and coming back... And uh,
1: and, uh, (laughs) it is all the more scary, because 60 nuclear bombs are in Turkey, which uh, the United States and NATO has basically uh, kept that uh, in the uh, air base uh, in a for future warfare against uh, russia so I mean, United and States. And then in cruiser. middle of
0: in middle of all this, I mean, Turkey is in the middle of the world, so to speak. You know, right there, almost. Yep. Uh, Neither Europe. It is the
1: gateway to Europe on one side and gateway, gateway to, to the Asia. Asia on one
0: side. And uh, I and mean, then truly, you know, Istanbul,
1: yep.
0: the, the epicenter of what happened in the Istanbul airport attacks. Yep. And uh, coming coming a little closer home to India, I mean, India is you know we saw what happened in Bangladesh, and then there is of of course Pakistan. So. I mean, God, it's... it's. We and the
1: United that. States has a big responsibility to play and it's just, you know, either gotten too nonchalant or they mm. don't want to get involved. They're just waiting for the next leader to take over. This is such a plug. <laughs> Who is the... Well, you know, you,
0: it's interesting you bring up next leader because you more confused than United States is United Kingdom. Boris Johnson just dropped out of the, the prime ministership race. Uh, Michael Gove, after insisting or shouting from the top of, uh, I don't know, Westminster that he's not going to run is now saying he's gonna run and a lot of people allege that he had something to do with Johnson dropping out and this is crazy no one wants to lead United Kingdom right now it's
1: very really similar to 1911 Adith. wow very really, really similar this is how the, bad the situation was uh-huh. and the only bright spot at that time was also United States today it's not
0: but is not, and Theresa May they're saying is in the front runner as well. And I mean, I'm I think people uh, the the only people who are genuinely disappointed with Boris Johnson uh, dropping out were um, uh, your TV hosts because they were hoping for a Johnson Trump <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. As, <laughs> as insane as that sounds that that was quite a possibility so uh, with with john oliver but uh, john I, I disagreed with a lot of what he said on the brexit he was right in some things i don't think he was correct because he then again he never criticizes the labor as much as he should with jeremy corbyn i mean uh, is i think his own mps were criticizing jeremy corbyn and david cameron said in the assembly for heaven's sake man just go so, but but what was interesting about what he said was that when Nigel Farage came out and said that um, Britain, uh, a dawn shall rise and we'll be celebrating our independence or whatever, John Oliver was like, Britain is not becoming independent. In fact, a lot of countries in the world celebrate their independence from Britain. So, uh, I mean, I don't know what is happening.
1: Again, Britain has an interesting uh, role to play in the future because... If there is uh, sanity to be maintained in Europe, Europe has uh, had a very similar uh, kind of um, situation to what Middle East is facing not mm-hmm. too long ago. Europe was always constantly at war. Even when they were colonizing other p- rest of the world, they were fighting amongst themselves. There were new kingdoms uh, that were being formed uh, and uh, eaten over. Uh, I still remember one of the largest powers in the 17th and 18th century was Prussia. Russia does not exist today. Th-
0: that's Austria, true.
1: Austria is in uh, is nothing today. Oh. Hungary used to be extremely powerful. It's nothing today. Oh. Polish Empire came to the rescue of the, um, you know, the Christian cru- in in the Christian Crusades mm-hmm. against the uh, the Turkish armies. Mm. It's nothing today. Mm. Now the only two countries that are doing something uh, better than the others, which are England and Germany, don't see eye to eye. Mm. So. What is the future for Europe? It looks very bleak. They're not producing anything. The only exception, again, is Germany and, uh, to some extent, Britain. Uh, they, they, The only chance they had was a pan-European leadership in, in the European Union that they screwed up now. They can't come back and uh, uh, put band-aids to it.
0: I think in a lot of uh, things was probably, and David Cameron, that's where he missed the trick as well, because he was saying about reforming the European Union not essentially like completely leaving it as well but that translated into leave and that
1: no he didn't strategize this probably his his I, age and he his, did not. his maturity and probably his pa- position as the prime minister of britain did not basically ha- gave him the mandate to uh, try to reform the water this, and this is I'll, I'll,
0: and i'm going to quote someone this is because i remember this i've watched a decent fair amount of elections now And in 2009, if you remember, this is an Indian anecdote, um, when uh, there were elections in Maharashtra and Haryana, Right and BJP for some uh, reason they did not go into an alliance with Chautala and Bhupantar Singh Hudda actually advanced the elections by 6 months and he almost lost the elections most people said that I mean, he would sweep because it was a 5 way opposition but had BJP and INLD been in alliance he, he the, to, Shekhar Gupta the, uh, is, uh, from ethnically from Haryana on ND, in uh, in the NTV studios or somewhere I don't remember he said this that this is a lesson to the lot of leaders that they think that the, if they advance elections by 6 months or a year the public will punish you the public pu- that was not the reason why India lost but there was one of the reasons why they advanced it was because they thought that oh we have the momentum after 2003 we'll advance uh, it
1: no and also Chandra Naidu advised him uh, them that he had sympathy factor going uh, because he, there was an assassination attempt huh, on him huh. so they, they
0: you know, so no I'm saying what I said was David Cameron <coughs> same thing Scottish referendum we won elections we won we are going to win this too that doesn't work yeah and and clearly, I mean, after uh, Joe Cox was you know tragically assassinated in Britain, that week, I mean, I didn't even know that the the vote was so close because the, there was the campaigning was going on frantically and stuff. But the Remain side seemed too complacent almost. And no, no, but
1: the tabloids also who usually do a horrible job in uh, predicting the national mood, they were also awfully quiet at it. You know, they you can see the British. Uh, where the wind is blow blowing in Britain by at least watching some the of the endorsements tab- and so Yeah, so the forth. tabloids. Right. But they were co- aw- awfully quiet. They just took the eye off the, the whole uh, and situation. And no one knew.
0: And now people are saying that, oh, will we have a second referendum and stuff? They and don't I think have a second chance. D- David Europe Cameron said something like, this is an unendum, if we have like a second referendum.
1: Uh, no, he, he, you know, again, this is the unravelling of Europe that was held together by the United States. Mm. And now the unravelling of United States is happening with uh, Hillary fighting her own legal battles. You see what, what happened today with the Attorney General's uh, I know, meeting with Bill Clinton. I know. They were joking. Bill she would she have, will have never voted the flight. Even if she becomes the president, she will be the butt of jokes because of the mistake she, mistake she has committed. Right. She wants to move on, but people will not allow her to move on. Hmm. Trump is, I mean, I don't know what to talk about. He <laughs> thinks Mexico is about to attack the United States. The United States of America. And and,
0: at the same time when Obama is in the NATO meeting in, uh, not NATO, I'm sorry, uh, in the, the you know what I mean, the meeting in Canada with Trudeau and the leader of Mexico. Uh, unreal unreal uh,
1: the, the guy is just an absolute uh, i don't know i, I forgot what is ideas.
0: their organization called that the thing it's some pan american something
1: but centro it's called centro uh-huh. uh-huh. but
0: regardless the, the right now they're having a meeting justin trudeau barack obama and the no, president but of Mexico. generally
1: generally you know any political leader should be well un- informed by a set of advisors and both these main uh, stream candidates are so ill informed about the mood and most of the Americans feel that 70% of the economy is rigged. How it, How is it possible with their credibility, low credibility, that they will try to bring back confidence?
0: And it
1: is just, I mean...
0: It's like a, you're, you're making sound like it's almost an abyss in front of us.
1: For sure. The, 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 and these literally, two candidates, this, it's a devil in the, the deep next sea. four years, they are in no position, which you saw in the NSG also. China played its, uh, you know... Uh, hand, they knew, knew that the United States was weak enough not to uh, mm-hmm. basically turn the vote in uh, India's favor.
0: Before we get to our uh, next topic, um, I do want to say that this is Mindmakers production. This Mind podcast is brought to you by the Mindmakers team. This uh, podcast is produced and edited by Adit Kapadia with the help of our team in India. The panelists for the um, podcast are Adit Kapadia, Pramod Kumar Bhuravalli, and Sunranda Vashishth, which is me. So moving on to some India news, uh, before our listeners from India beat us up that we have not talked about India yet. But I mean, we've essentially talked about India while not talking about India because of the Dhaka thing. But I want to start and i complete the uh so I woke up to a very tragic news Uttarakhand there was another flood right. uh, 30 people passed away um, sadly people are not talking about it as much as they should and I mean I hope I'm trying to get more details into it that's why I don't want to spend uh, I mean I, I just don't know right now enough but we're talking to people from Uttarakhand yeah. and as soon as we ascertain or get more information we're going to talk about it and we'll discuss you know what happened I, I hope it, it's not the same reason as last year and
1: not just that tragic ago. event are there was this tragic event of this uh, girl from Infosys in was hacked in broad daylight. Her body was lying in a pool of blood <coughs> right at the railway station. People were alighting from uh, onto the platform and basically leaving that body. Uh, Swati, at, at, at that uh, yeah, at that sp- same spot. Uh, and uh, I, I
0: just uh, there is a report on NDTV who said that man who allegedly killed her was arrested. So we the don't kind know of yet.
1: Yeah. the kind of dimitude the public sometimes display and the insensitivity is unbelievable. You know, you you can have a knife or a gun, if 10 people pounce on you, not, you know, you can capture that guy. Mm. He couldn't do nothing. But that is the kind of timidity and cowardice that I- Indian uh, public has grown up with. If that happens over here, trust me, uh, you would have so many people pounce on, on that attacker. That bravery, which used to be folklore, which is used to be what we grew up reading on, I don't know if this...
0: And that, but to be, I, we should generalize also because there have been cases where people have stood up in India also. But I'm saying, but this was shocking that people just let it
1: go. No, what, what, see, public uh, in, instilling bravery in the public and giving them confidence that if you are trying to stop uh, a crime that is uh, about to happen, that is that should come from the state governments and the central government. That you you have to incentivize that. You know, not just bravery awards for uh, of course, no, riding uh-huh. in the elephants. No. There should be public uh, display of bravery, bravery also. also. No, I agree with That's you. We a, a very unfortunate we can't, we
0: can't show such impunity towards... Yeah, yeah. and
1: no. I hope the killer is found and No, they, they,
0: they were saying they made some arrests. That's what right. I was saying. Right. But I don't know... that There's a report on NDTV yeah. that says that. But I mean, I don't know if it's the same person or not. And of course, they have to investigate. They did
1: find a, a video footage of that guy, guy. elsewhere also. So. Which is shocking. Yeah.
0: But uh, moving on to some Indian news. One uh, good news that I wanted to announce was that the first indigenous tejas light combat aircraft uh, lca after its induction in the indian air force uh, uh, was being was flown yesterday uh, Captain Madhav Rangachari said that uh, flown fluid uh, group Captain Madhav Rangachari and he said I felt like I was on the top of the world being on top of the world while flying this you know it was a privilege that we he, he said that it was there and was he just did a 10 minute solo sortie yeah. where it was a fantastic you know I mean that this could happen V.K. Thakur our uh, defense correspondent who we go to write more and more but <laughs> uh, writes he, he was the next jaguar pilot ex-Jaguar so he knows pilot. a thing or two about flying absolutely uh, he has uh, written a fantastic piece on it we've tweeted it from the mindmakers account it's on our facebook as well do read that
1: uh, uh, hal tejas is not a 100% indigenous aircraft although you would say it comes close to about 80% indigenous uh, being indigenous because this is tejas mark 1 which is an upgraded version right. because there were so many specifications <laughs> and the United, uh, indian air force <laughs> also has this real bad habit of changing the goalposts all the time, mm. you know, even though this te- took 30 years for fruition, mm. they kept changing the specifications <laughs> all the time. They wanted, you know, uh, what do you call that, uh, um, a real nice uh, dinner for mm. uh, 10 rupees, you know, that's not going to happen, <laughs> you know, so... So, you
0: you're trying to say this is 20% FDI? <laughs> uh, well,
1: there is Israeli involvement as far as the radar yes. is concerned. There are Derby missiles that are retrofitted. <laughs> there is obviously the engine that is imported. Uh, they tried the Kaveri engine and the Kaveri engine has not taken off uh, according to uh, latest information. So, they're still working on that engine part. Mm-hmm. But this Tejas Mark 1 is an upgraded version where lot of new specifications that were provided, it does satisfy most of them. Hmm. And it is about 300 crores an aircraft are there. So you can really imagine hmm. that by the time all the MiG-21s and the MiG-21s get replaced, hmm. Uh, HAL Tejas and its next variants, naval variant, which is an aircraft carrier, hmm. uh, vertical uh, uh, takeoff and uh, uh, operational uh, aircraft, hmm. uh, I would say at least two to three hundred of these aircrafts will be manufactured in India eventually, by the time the next variant of LCA, which is called MCA, hmm. medium combat aircraft, which is uh, fifth generation aircraft comes into uh, picture. but. Kudos to the scientists, they have worked really hard with no cooperation from the political establishment, hmm. uh, often ostracized uh, for their uh, lack of performance, they have shown that India can, uh, again, this is not the first by the way, there was HAL Maru, there were other aircrafts that were experimented also, but this aircraft and other aircraft from HAL, Possibly with support from ISRO, hmm. if you can send stuff to Mars, you can certainly make an aircraft.
0: Absolutely.
1: There was just no political involvement. Now with Manohar Parikar at the end, hmm. I am very optimistic of the future.
0: Oh, absolutely and also you know the fdi reforms that we talk about and i've i've been as I'll, I'll confess that i've been a, a skeptic of a hundred percent fdi in retail in the past because i i am not uh i i, I strongly believe that indian retailers or something should be bo- able to borrow at the same rates as their counterparts can if you want to have that because the, the interest rates thing but i mean it's not a major thing i've just had a minor disagreement <coughs> but fdi and defense where it's concerned i'm all for it because the thing is we cannot i mean to say that you would rather import uh, things but not have foreign con- companies come and build it—that's rather silly. Because I think it's a one and the same thing. You're you know, actually saving on the import cost and you're creating jobs here.
1: You know, sixty to seventy percent of what the West makes today is is military industrial. Uh, you know, uh, you know that, that is where their maximum money gets invested in. And if uh, the West wants collaboration with India, mm. the precondition they have is, for example. You know, this has been my pet subject, Adir. Mm. If Indian IT outsourcing and Indian biotechnology industry has to grow and find a market in the United States, the United States expects. That India opens up its markets for defense uh, acquisition. Correct. So this mm. is a give and take. This mm. is not bad. Mm. You know, if tomorrow they want to uh, partner with the with India to build a new aircraft carrier, te- uh, you know, with the there's already been talks uh, going on. Mm. That should be welcomed. That should not be ostracized. But if the United States offers obsolete technology, which is what they have tried in the past, then there are no takers now. India is different today. Mm. You know, you have to basically offer them latest or at least latest minus one, mm. you know, mm. last variant, mm. Now that is one technology. There is the drones technology that when you have entered the MTCR, this is a big announcement that Modi uh, yeah, government has made, the that enables you to get uh, drones now. Mm. You can fire drones from anywhere, you mm. can basically, you know, this is basically the next uh, graduation of the Indian Air Force mm. into a pilotless... Uh, uh, there is exciting uh, uh, things ahead with the 100% FDI in uh, defense uh, uh, manufacturing, uh, plus not just being dependent on foreign suppliers, India has opened up its own private sectors, Mahindra's, the Tata's, everybody, uh, even uh, the Ambani's went into uh, defense acquisition and actually manufacturing. So. I see a very bright future for young people to select that uh, as a career option.
0: Very ind- and and I, I completely agree. I mean, it makes no sense for uh, you know, like the leftists want. Oh, we cannot have foreign companies. Or A. K. Anthony said that uh, uh, coming to India about defense. But you are okay with importing a hundred percent things. This is at least you are doing some technology sharing. You are imp- uh, having boots on the ground, so you are creating jobs for a lot of locals in manufacturing, and you are boosting a sector.
1: Indian leftists are a bunch of jokers. <laughs>
0: No, but A.K. Anthony, the ex-Defense Minister, you know, I mean...
1: He basically is a Congress leftist masked as a secularist uh, sitting out of Kerala. Because I'll tell you, every <laughs> time he, he sat on the acquisition <laughs> of... You, an have <laughs> a, you have to repeat A Mark,
0: you have to... I'm going to have you repeat that. He
1: a a Indian leftist masked as a secularist sitting in Kerala. That is what he is. And, you know, his inaction led for almost 10 years of the prime fighting forces getting so so depleted it took 2 years for no, the to state to turn that around.
0: of the submarines is a joke they did not have batteries to replace and, and that's how we lost our young younger naval officers
1: so so this is this is I mean, the ineptitude at which congress had operated and hmm. uh, you know you you could have given him some position but an, a, a frail and a very uh, mild demeaned man who has no panache or no uh, expertise mm. was made the defense minister of India and mm. for 10 years he undermined it like with with his inaction, not corrupt, he was mm. not corrupt by the mm. way. Mm. But, but this no, is but you know that, that is the thing, uh,
0: uh, uh, an American government official one day told me off the record, you know, we are taught, we are taught, uh, we taught to not screw up things, right? But if you don't do something, you don't screw it up.
1: Yeah, so that, <laughs> so is, that is what, that's what that I'm is saying. the hidden embedded uh, leftist in AKN. Yeah, and he you don't, he you never, Acted on and uh,
0: pardon me for my language, but this is what exactly he said, because this was Texas. If you don't do shit, you don't screw it up. So I think there is
1: bright days ahead. Uh, congratulations to Hindustan Aeronautics. Congratulations to DRDO, DRDL. Yeah. And also to ISRO for lending its uh, support yeah. at the crucial juncture.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So Pramod, uh, you wanted to just clarify I guess, I something? I just
1: wanted to clarify that Sheikh Hasina has arrested 15,000 people, not... 7 or 8000 uh, It's like
0: more that. significant yeah, yeah. so quickly to move, we'll discuss something we'll explore this in the future uh, uniform for uniform civil Code. please refer back to podcast 41.0 I've tweeted the link to that we've discussed that and we'll have a detailed discussion once Sunanda is back uh, but Irfan Khan made some very interesting comments about the clerics this, this week and um, you know some ref- about uh, the concept of sacrifice being lost in Islam and, and a couple of other things where he got completely lambasted now one thing I have to say I've, I'll give him credit for standing up for what he believed in um, now I do I do acknowledge that he has a movie release coming up mm-hmm. and a uh, lot of I call it the Amir Khan effect that a lot of Bollywood actors do speak up while they are promoting their movie but one thing you have to understand that Irfan Khan is no Shah Rukh Khan or Amir Khan in that in that he was never seen in that galaxy star, superstar quote unquote thing as well also and, and not that, just that
1: there's no record of him doing this every before. time there's a movie exactly exactly so this is
0: not yeah. This is not a regular phenomenon yeah. like what they've done and given interviews yeah. nor I mean I don't know I would hope that he gets one on one interviews with many celebrity anchors like Shahrukh Khan and Amir Khan do or at least really Shahrukh Khan does so I hope they also interview him when he's talking about reform in Islam but yeah. I have a suspicious <laughs> suspicious feeling that they may or may not
1: have uh, secular person uh, having. No, it's
0: it's not about secularism, it's, also. I think he just spoke out for what God, he believed in. God. And I think it, a lot of people do um, the, agree with what he said, you know.
1: No, that is very brave, Adit, because at the stature of Shah Khan or Amir Khan, you can afford to say that. In India, making such a brave statement. Hmm and uh, taking on the clerics and the mullahs is not
0: not easy. exactly so it's not the same thing yeah. especially with such an environment you know right. so he did say that you know understand the meanings of the ritual and festivals and you know Muslim readers should spoke up speak up more on terrorism right. and about sacrifice and how that is lost you know ki, especially in the context of uh, Bahreed, 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 right. which which a lot of people do share his concern with it right. so it was so I we hope that you know he's given a interview to clarify what he's said and
1: that creates a very big pathway to uh, on the debate to uniform civil code because this is something that there's a huge group of NGOs, especially specifically uh, that are formed uh, with the Muslim women as its uh, leaders, who mm. have been debating this triple talaq issue. Right, right. Uh, whether uh, it makes uh, sense, whether mm. the person just can say talaq, talaq, talaq three times, or divorce, divorce, divorce three times, and mm. get away with it. You mm. know. So uh, there's a lot of reform that needs to be done and uh, the Narendra Modi government has taken the gauntlet Mm. and is presenting uh, the findings of the Law Commission and also will possibly ratchet it up in another three to six months. And, and
0: also one channel, one mm-hmm. thing to the TV channels also, when they do debates on uniform civil court, don't parade Kamal Faruqi and John Dayal yeah. as the voices of Islam and Christianity. Because A, they have been saying the same things for God knows how many years. A, Kamal Faruqi from the All India Muslim Personal No board and John Dayal from, I forget, his institution. I think Catholic-based uh, yeah, but, conference. Yeah, yeah see, but see. but mm-hmm. the same nonsense. I mean, I'm ta- what you probably can do is, and it's important that people know what kind of crazy ideology you know the crazy things they say uh, you know sometimes sensible sometimes crazy yeah. or, or quote unquote let me put it that way quote unquote uh, sensible from their account yeah. I don't think it is sensible take their old video clips and superimpose that in the debates and it will be the same thing so I mean I don't know who the hell makes them representatives of Islam, Muslims in India or Christians in India
1: well they they've held responsible positions in the past but at the same time
0: uh, I have friends who they, would not agree with one thing that they say.
1: Yeah, they, <laughs> they have uh, basically taken it on to themselves to represent Indian Muslims and Christians respectively for all the bad reasons. You know, they, you know for example, uh, John Dayal is infamous for his, uh, uh, you know, comments on uh, divorce laws being different in different states and that, you know, uh, he has the temerity to comment on Hinduism uh, left, right and centre, huh. but will not comment on the superstitions that exist verbatim almost like the same. Those videos that come out, you see. So so he, you know, is again a character that is propped up by certain elements from outside of India. So that's why he gets that screen space. You know, he gets that advertising, uh, you know, backing. Uh, Kamal Faruqi was uh, one of the members influential members of the All India Muslim Muslim personal law board so that is why he gets that uh, and an ex-member
0: of the Samajwadi party as well if I am not mistaken
1: he has that uh, political inclination also to ratchet up and
0: And the reason I brought this up specifically is because Uniform Civil Code was recommended by the Law Commission and the debates might happen on TV channels and I mean I just hope that it's not the usual suspects you you want some fresh voices some people with more you You know, different. (laughs)
1: Huh? <laughs> you will see doc- more of dr swami sure this issue is why right not a uh, you know, full toss for him huh. and uh, I, I wish again to, for mo- india to be modernized for india to become a little bit more hmm. uh, attuned to the uh, demands of the democratic mature democracy that it wants to be there is a need for a uniform civil code. You can have Absolutely. you cannot have a uh, uniform criminal code and not have a uniform <laughs> civil code.
0: That's no. a beautiful point. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean it's sensible. Um and it could probably people will argue that make it a state subject, uh, have states implemented. But I personally think it should be a national thing, but it could be like where a state and I don't know where where I mean I was just debating with someone this on Twitter that I don't see it happening with the current numbers that the NDA has. They probably have to bolster the numbers significantly in the Rajya Sabha and have a joint session of parliament but it's
1: a great political topic
0: it because is once BJP oh.
1: brings it up it basically shuts up the opposition now. absolutely
0: and they and will And yeah. Modi being the politician he is I mean he has an election to win too well, so I, I mean I'm all for him bringing and if it leads to you know political issues are fine but this is path breaking reform that is happening in India it's not just any uh, political issue and, and he, I think he genuinely believes in it so I would love to see his intervention in the Lok Sabha as well when this is hopefully if this is stable
1: and, and the creeping dissent I would say not disenchantment, uh, but kind of a, a, a little bit of a disappointment with the ever bo- bored uh, middle class that mm. he's not doing enough on Hindu issues. This would be a superb uh, But and this is the thing, forward. this is not a Hindu issue too. Right? It's, not. it's not. This is an Indian issue. Kind of it gets clubbed into Hindu issues because oh. of so many different uh, factors. Uh, yeah. But.
0: But anyways, before we go on to our uh, non-political recommendations, there are two pieces that I want to recommend. One political, one non-political. One is an Indian Express interview with former Prime Minister Manmohan Singh about his reforms. Now, before you jump on to my sword, I I still remain a critic of his term as a Prime Minister. And I think a couple of things that he said I don't agree with on the interview. But he still was the finance minister of india when india took up probably some of its most ambitious reforms and it is and they all
1: came together when the chips were down it was the toughest moment <laughs> where we had to mortgage our gold and basically send off the gold and there were two shipments that were that went in and after the second shipment went off uh, abroad mm. that's when the outcry of india being mortgaged started happening but they stood their ground even Narasimharov has to be given credit, the guy right. deserves a Bharat Ratna, not just because he is a Telugu, but because he is the one that basically took India's economy away from the hidden socialism and mm-hmm. the kind of masked mixed economy it was into a market- no, no, and account. Sanjay
0: Baru brought this up, if MGR deserves a, Bhara, got a Bharat Ratna, right. so does Narsimhar. if If that is the yeah. goal, definitely does. So um, now this is the thing, I have to say, that even, and, and you know MGR probably i I he was he passed away before i was born i haven't seen much of his work but i mean he did he does he, he does he, did, he, he he did some fantastic work too yeah. probably in tamil nadu my point is if he get, does it so does Narsimara yeah. so oh
1: my goodness no no comparison MGR, no I, I i'm just yeah,
0: saying that yeah, both yeah, got the bharat ratna yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. but um, one one more thing what he said and which is uh, was very interesting statement that uh, he, he said because uh, the interviewer asked him that um, w- weren't these reforms actually um, given uh, by the previous government, the budget that didn't pass through, because Chandrasekhar's government fell down in six uh, six months or something. Uh, and and he, he said a very beautiful line saying, I'm not saying what we did was original. No, I also but liked the,
1: the confession he made that he came back to India after a bypass surgery and the doctors had advised Dr. Manmohan Singh not to take part in politics and that too as a finance minister, which is full of... Uh, Uh, ups and downs and tensions all day Mm. but he still said that I don't you know, mm. I don't care if I die serving the country, and so the man had some convictions. I uh, don't know. Somewhere down the road, and 2004, he lost it completely. Completely.
0: No, he's like I think in a crisis we act constructively, but yeah. when it's over, status quo takes over. I
1: think history will be kinder to Dr.
0: Manmohan. you are quoting his own line. History <laughs> will be. I don't know, uh, maybe, but probably I mean I am a little kinder to him than I, what I was in 2014 because I think he is he messed up the institution of prime minister weakened under his tenure, and I still have a lot of. I cannot forgive for what happened in UPA2 yeah. I mean I it's just horrible how it was it nosedived. but read this interview for a different perspective as well yeah. and another piece that was written by an Israeli soldier who is on a trip to India and he said what I love about India that made me emotional yeah. and it was such a touching piece that it was beautiful beautifully written and um, I've tweeted it, I've put it on my Facebook as well and about what he likes about India, what he loves about India, and especially the Chacha in Delhi that he talks, no, no. brought a smile to my face. The smile that Chacha was talking about, I was I, I read it in the afternoon with a coffee and I was smiling, you know, as I read it.
1: Every time I, I, I remember that, if we, I used to study in a college that was not too far from Goa, uh, in hubli karnataka and how uh, convenient uh, and, uh, every <laughs> every semester we used to go to goa right? <laughs> and uh, there used to be so many foreigners in goa even back then i'm huh. talking oh, 20 absolutely, years
0: ago absolutely
1: right and yeah. uh, they came in just to relax just to pray meditate and uh, do so many different uh, you know th- uh, things that uh, the, I used to ask them, why do you come all the way? You do, you have, I mean, Goa beaches are, are not the most pristine beaches. You know, they're good, but mm. they're not like, you know, uh, really the world famous mm. beaches. Mm. But they just come there to be part of the Indian, uh, just a Culture, Feeling, the, feeling, the feeling. It's beautiful. Uh, you know, and they say they go back so rejuvenated. Mm. I, I really... So I what g- are you reading
0: or listening for this one? Uh, I just
1: listened to that instrumental song in Swadesh, the last song, huh. uh, where they do the... Uh, kind of a jugalbandi but it's all instrumental all instrumental my daughter was asking me where when are they going to sing huh. i said no this is just instrumental just huh. keep listening I the, love that. Uh,
0: the magic of Rahman. Yeah, the beautiful yeah, wo. and the Mohanjo post poster trailer came out and we'll talk about that. I yeah. have a lot of uh, things about I, I don't think people should jump on govarikar probably it, it's eventually just a movie guys you know yeah. uh, the, as if all the Egyptian uh, warlords warlords show in American movies speak English. That's I mean, true. You, you shouldn't
1: know, take movie serious. Uh, yeah let's
0: let's give the man his due. He got some of it right. Yeah. He probably got some of it wrong but the background score was phenomenal. Yeah. And my reads for the, this week I'm Reading uh, Tavleen Singh's book *India's Broken Trist, and I just finished Kumi Kapoor's book on the Emergency. So, two fascinating, interesting books. Uh, and uh, read, but anyways, till then, keep keep listening to Mind Podcast. We'll be back soon. Uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. This is Adit Kaparia signing off for the week. Thank you.